Hey guys, welcome back. I am Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at TC, and we are so excited that you are with us. And man, we're in our Now What series, and uh, where do we go from here? That's the main goal of our series, is we wanna talk about where do we go from here? Listen, we all know that this pandemic, everything that we're going through, all the things that are happening in our life, it's going to end at some point, right? And the craziness is gonna get us back to normal. Now, I don't know if we're ever gonna go back to normal the way we knew it. But life is going to take us back into seasons where we can start moving forward, right? And what's going to happen? Now what? Now, So we want to talk about this idea of what faith leads us to. See, last week we talked about this idea of just watch, right? So when you're in certain seasons, when you're in difficult seasons, man, just watch because God is capable of doing amazing things in your life. And this week we want to talk about another idea of what happens whenever we get caught up in the craziness but now, what do we do from here, right? And so, man, I, I remember growing up and, and going and having different jobs, and we would always joke about different bosses that I had along the way, right? Because uh, if you've ever worked for different types of bosses, you've got the charismatic boss, you've got the laid back kind of boss that lets you get away with a few things, right? But man, we always, uh, all of us probably have had at least one boss, right? He was so detailed, specific. Everything had to be perfect. We had this one running joke uh, with, one, with a couple of my coworkers, right? Uh, with one of my bosses that, every time he had to make a decision, he waited for the planets to align, right? It was like he had to wait for everything to be exactly the way he needed it to be. And so sometimes it took forever to get moving. It took forever for him to just trust that the right things were going to happen. And so what happens is sometimes we get caught up in life waiting for everything to be perfect before we start moving towards what God has promised, I'm gonna say that again. We wait for everything to be perfect before we start moving to what God has promised. But what if his promises were what was leading us, not the perfect scenario? And so I wanna to talk to you about this idea today of just move, right? Just move. So we don't position ourselves, and, and I'm guilty of this, and surely some of you are too, right? We don't often position ourselves to receive miraculous provision because we don't align ourselves to need miraculous faith. I don't know about you, but I'm so guilty of going through my life and putting myself in this constant position where I don't make myself need miraculous faith. And so I wait for assurance. I wait for certain things to be positively accurate. I wait for them to be constant and sure before I move. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I might have missed out on a few things in my life because I was waiting on perfection rather than trusting in the promise. And what happens when God just wants you to move? What happens when God just wants you to have faith? Now, I'm certainly not suggesting that you just move without trusting God, without praying, without looking for guidance from the Lord. But what I'm telling you is when you have a promise, when you have a confidence, when God is leading you, what does it look like to just move, right? And there's this certain, all these scenarios, like all these things that happen in our life, what like finances and what about even tithing? For some of you, you've already talked to me in the past. And you're like, I mean, tithing is a big thing for me. How do I do that? What do I know that, that it's true? How do I know it's going to happen? Listen, God gave you a promise that he'll provide for your every need. When we're faithful and obedient to give to him what's his, he'll show up and give back to us in a greater measure. It's given to us in the Bible, in the book of Malachi, that if we would tithe, if we would give our 10%, God would show up. What about in our family? What does it look like to, to trust God to do things in our family? 
even if we don't see them all the way. When God gives us a promise, we have to trust it even if it doesn't look like perfection. What about in our job? What about in our school, right? What about in our career? What about starting that business? You're waiting for everything to be perfect before you start that business. You're waiting for everything to be perfect before you start making gains in that business. You're waiting for everything to line up perfectly. And you're, you're trying to put yourself in a position where you don't need faith. You're trying to put yourself in a position where you can trust your circumstances. But our circumstances aren't always trustworthy. Who is trustworthy? God's promises are trustworthy. And so what is it that God wants to show you? And so this idea that I want you to understand that immobility is deadly. When, when you get so frozen, when you, when you get stalemated by the circumstances of life, it becomes deadly because here's what we know. As people grow older, they can live a long time, but when they stop moving is when they start losing. And what is it in your life that you stopped moving towards and now you've started losing on? Because immobility, being frozen, being stalemated, being stuck because you are waiting for perfection instead of trusting God's promises, man, that's deadly. But what could happen if you and me and all of us started moving again? What if we started looking about where we're going to go from here? What if we started saying, now what? I know that's not perfect. I know the circumstances are great, but now what? And God gives us a story in the Bible where he kind of lays that out to us. And, and the Israelites in the book of Exodus, they're in the desert and, and before they've crossed the Red Sea and they've been removed from the Egyptians. So they've now stepped out and, and God is leading them. And Exodus 13, 18 through 22 says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. Now I want you to think about this. So God has let them out of captivity. They're out of slavery and he's leading them, right? So as he's walking them through this road, he's going to take them down this journey and get ready to lead them into their promise. Again, I want you to say promise with me. Say it one more time, promise. So as he's leading them towards the, towards the promise, right, he takes them and he's going to have to lead them past Philistine country, which is their enemy in case you're not familiar with it. And so even though it would have been shorter in verse 20, uh, 18 through 22, it says, for God said, if they face war, in other words, if they have to fight the Philistines, they might change their minds and go back to where they came from. Now, I want you to understand something, this first point, that when you feel like your spiritual GPS is broken, just move. When you feel like you can't trust where God is taking you, I'm here to tell you that you can trust him. Listen, there was a shorter route to get where they were going, but God had to take them the right route because he knew what was better for them more than they knew what was better for them. And so God shows us right here that when you feel like your spiritual GPS, when you feel like things are going to take longer, we're going to go down a harder road. Why are we going this way? Why is life doing this? Why am I navigating it like this? I'm here to tell you today that God will show up in a special way. God will show up in a miraculous way, but sometimes he's going to take you down a a road. He's going to take you a certain way. He's going to take you a certain route that seems unusual and you'll be scratching your head. God, why are you doing this? I'm here to tell you, even when it seems like he doesn't know what he's doing, just move because you can and trust him. And so we go back to Exodus 18 through uh, 13, 18 through 22. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. And then it says this, and this is what I want you to grab a hold of. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. In other words, he showed up as a cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, 
and a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel where God was taking them by day or night, right? And here's what I want you to understand. So God is leading them and he is encouraging that he's taking them where he wants. The promise is going to be fulfilled. Everything that he's promised them for years is going to come to pass because he's leading his people. And as he is leading them, right, he starts to take them down this certain journey. And in Exodus 14, 21 through 22, this is what happened. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with strong east winds. Now I want to go back for a second to tell you what happened. Pharaoh starts to realize, man, I made a mistake here. Like I shouldn't have, we shouldn't have let the Israelites go. They were our slaves. They were helping build everything. And so he realizes I shouldn't have let them go. And in realizing that, he goes, we need to go after them. And so he starts going after them. He puts the armies together. They're going to get the Israelites. They're bringing them back into slavery. These are God's people, God's people with a promise, just like you and I are God's people with a promise. And the enemy can tend to come after us, even though God is moving us towards our purpose, right? And so as he does that, here's the next thing I want you to understand. When the enemy is behind you and an obstacle is in front of you, just move. When the enemy is behind you and he's coming after you, he's bringing things towards you and there's an obstacle in front of you and you go, I don't see how this is going to be possible. I got a court date coming up. I don't know how this is going to happen. I just found out that I'm pregnant and I'm not married and and I already broke up with a guy. How is this going to happen? I just found out that I lost my job. How am I going to pay my bills? I just found out that my husband or my wife has been unfaithful to me. How am I going to keep going? How am I going to look towards my marriage being rescued? I just found out that one of my kids was diagnosed with a disease. What am I going to do? I'm here to tell you today that when the enemy is behind you and an obstacle that seems impossible to get through is in front of you, trust God and move. Because when we go back to Exodus 14, Moses stretches out his arms and God with a wind blows in the obstacle, the Red Sea, and it literally parts and the Israelites get to walk through their obstacle on dry ground. They get to walk through the Red Sea on dry ground because God showed up in their season. And I'm here to tell you today that the obstacle that is in front of you is not so big that God can't handle it for you. Whatever may be showing up in your life is not so big that God can't move it out of the way, that he can't open up the waters for you so you cross on dry land. God is able to do that. And I want you to understand something. You got to trust what you know and don't be consumed about what you don't. You see, we're talking about this idea of moving and trusting. And when we don't always see things perfect, trusting God and moving anyways and going in the direction he's leading us. And you have to trust what you know without being consumed about what you don't, right? There's an army behind the Israelites. There's an army beside them. The Philistines are beside them, right? The Egyptians are behind them and there's a sea in front of them. What do they do? They trust God. And and when we go to Matthew chapter 10, This is one thing that we have confidence in. In verse 29, it says this, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, right? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father knowing it. Now think about that for a second. He's saying, aren't aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? And the New Living Translation says this, what is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And it goes on to say this, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. That means God knows everything about you. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. In other words, God is telling us 
Jesus is telling us in Matthew 10 that everything happens and God knows about it. And if God's looking out for the sparrows, if he's looking out for the birds, you can bet your life he's looking out for you. God's got you. So the optical may be in front of you and the enemy may be, may be behind you. It may seem difficult. You may not know how it's going to happen, but I'm telling you, God has got you. Listen, some of you need to let your faith roar so loud that you can't hear what your doubt is saying. I'm going to tell that to you again. Some of you need to let your faith roar so loud that you don't even hear what your doubt is saying. Man, God is for you. He's coming in. And so how do we do that? Well, first of all, we become obedient to what's true. We become obedient to what is true. What is absolute? What do we know about God? Well, in De- uh, Deuteronomy 31.6, the Bible says this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Now, listen, he's telling us, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God goes with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, that word for is the hinge right there. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Now, anyone could tell us that. That doesn't mean we're not going to be afraid. Doesn't mean we're going to be strong and courageous. The word for there, because it says for the Lord, your God goes with you. Here's what's important there. That means because. That means you can count on. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid because. Because you can count on God going with you. It's not your strength. It's not your courage, right? Going, it's not you overcoming your fear. It's God being with you in your circumstances that gives you strength and courage to overcome your fear. God goes with you. And so we come into this place where we can trust the Lord, just like the Israelites did. And here's one thing that I want you to understand for a second. Just because it's a fact doesn't mean it's the truth. And for some of you, I want you to grab a hold of this for a second. Just because it's a fact, just because it happened, just because you experienced it doesn't mean it has to stay the truth. And for some of you, you've experienced trials and tribulations. You've gone through circumstances. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've gone through sickness. Maybe you've battled cancer over and over. Maybe you've lost so many jobs. Maybe your your mother was broke, your grandmother was broke, and you feel like you're going to be broke. Maybe you're part of a lineage of generational curses where you feel like you are stuck in the same habits as your mom or your grandma or your dad or your grandfather. Maybe you feel stuck in some generational thing and you don't feel like you could ever get out of it. Listen to me. Those things may be factual, but they don't have to be your truth. They don't have to be what God says about you. Just because the world has painted that picture for you, just because you've bought into what has happened in your life, all of those things may be factual. But the truth is God is on your side and he can change anything that you come in contact with. Here's the reason why. He's got a purpose for you greater than anything you could possibly think or imagine. And your purpose is that he would use you for his glory, that he may let you go through difficult seasons. You may experience trials. I'm not telling you everything's going to be easy. What I'm telling you is when things aren't, we can trust on the God that's bigger than the pain that's in front of us. His promise overrides our pain. And when God steps into our life, man, he can do amazing things. And so here's what I want you to grab a hold of this last thing. Even in the darkness, just move. Even in the darkness of the night, just move. And I want to take you back to Exodus 13, uh, verse 22, because I want you to see something that God helps stand out in the scripture. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. In other words, by day, they were following a cloud to guide them on their way. But by night, 
it was a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day or by night. And here's what I want you to grab a hold of. For some of you, you don't have a hard time trusting God during the day. In other words, you don't have any difficulties trusting God when you can see everything that's around you. But what does it look like to trust God in the night? If you were to black out an entire room and you were just to turn on a small light and use that, you can see what's directly in front of you, but you can't see what's all around you. If you were to just turn on a small flashlight, you could see the things that you aim the light at, but you can't see the things that the light isn't hitting. And here's what I want you to understand. Sometimes in your life, you're going to go through the darkness of the night where the only thing God lets you see is what he wants you to see. Because you're following the light of the Lord, you're only going to see the areas of trouble. You're only going to see the areas that you're walking through. You're only going to see the areas of the desert that you can see because God lets you see it with the night. And you may be surrounded by things that you don't understand. You may be surrounded by circumstances that you are unsure of. You may be walking through a desert, a dry place in the midst of darkness, and you are uncertain as to how God could possibly lead you through it. And here's what I want you to understand. Even when you're in the darkness of the night where all you can see is just this small window of light that God is giving you and you're uncertain of all this darkness that you feel like may surround you in certain seasons, you can trust the light that's in front of you. Just move. Keep moving towards that light. Keep moving towards that promise. Keep moving towards that fire. Keep moving towards the guidance that God is leading you to because there is a promise and things don't have to be perfect around you. You don't have to wait on the perfection before you can move towards the promise. God wants you to understand that no matter where you are, when you're trusting him and he's leading you, just move. Get moving. Start going after what God has for you. Start trusting that he's going to give supernatural provision, that he's going to come through for you. Because here's the deal. When God comes through, he brings everything that you need. And for some of you, you are in this same situation right now. You have found yourself in a tough position and life has thrown all kinds of curveballs at you. And I'm here to tell you today that God wants you to move. God wants you to start moving in his direction, moving towards what you can trust. I know for some of you, that may speak, it may seem like there's an obstacle in front of you, a Red Sea in front of you. It may feel like there's an enemy behind you. Something from your past is chasing you. But hear me for a second. God wants you to know that you can trust that not only is he going to lead you, but he's also never going to leave you. Matter of fact, in his word, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He says, I'll never let you go by yourself. I've got you. And today I want to pray for you. If, if that's you, maybe you're in this tough spot right now. Maybe it's coronavirus or maybe it's just something else. And you're in this tough spot right now. I believe that God wants you to know that he's going to carry you because he's going to get glory out of your life. As you surrender to him and say, God, I'm giving you everything. God wants to show you what he'll do with a life that is surrendered to him. And so God, I just pray for everyone that's watching right now. Lord, for every person who is going through a difficult season, they've got a red sea in front of them. They've got an enemy behind them. They've got a past. They've got an issue. They've got something they feel like is, is hunting them. It's hawking them down. It's coming after them. And God, I believe that your word is true, where you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And so God, I pray right now that you would bring courage, you would bring strength, 
You would overcome fear. You would bring boldness into the life of those that are trusting you right now. God, that where it may seem like darkness surrounds them, they would follow the light of truth that you are leading them with. So God, I pray that you would minister to their heart. You would reach out and encourage them. God, I pray that joy would be brought into their spirit again. I pray that peace would be resurrected in their life. God, I pray that you show up in a supernatural way. God, we know that you're able to lead us and guide us and encourage us, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now listen, we wanna pray one more prayer today. And, and here's what we want you to do. Some of you right now, you are having a hard time trusting God because honestly, you don't know God. You know about God maybe, you've heard about God, or you believe that maybe someone in the clouds exists or you believe in a deity, but you don't know God. I'm here to tell you today that God wants to know you. God wants to have a relationship with you. And if you want to know him, you see our sin separates us from God. I've got sin in my life, you've got sin in your life, we all have it. And Jesus, his son, came to earth and he died on the cross so that he could pay for those sins. You see, you and I can't pay for our sins, but Jesus could. And when he died on the cross, he paid for our sins. And the only thing you have to do to receive that is put your faith in him, your belief that when he went to the cross and paid for your sins, that you are believing that that forgiveness is extended to you. And in, in doing so, it does cause us to live differently, but we don't have to earn this, it's a gift. And today, if you wanna put your faith in Jesus, you're gonna repent of your sins, you're gonna turn away from them, and you're gonna start going after God. But you want your faith in Jesus, you wanna be saved today, then here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna pray this prayer, and this prayer doesn't make you saved. Putting your faith in Jesus is all that makes you saved. But we wanna put words to the actions of our heart that says, I'm believing in you, God, and I'm giving you my life. So repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Make me clean. Make me pure. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you paid for my sins. And I believe you rose from the dead. And through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen.